Welcome to Reluctantly Supernatural in an Age of Reason, the podcast where we explore the place of the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in the church. Our hosts, Pastors Mark Cowpersmith and Bob Maddox, combine their years of ministry experience to address the issues of the prophetic gifts in our modern world. Join us as they interview their guests from a wide variety of spiritual leadership backgrounds, as they share their insights on the place of the supernatural in the church and the world. And now, our hosts, Mark Cowpersmith and Bob Maddox. Welcome to Reluctantly Supernatural, the podcast. We're having another interview installment with uh, Adam Moser. Had a good one last time. I think you'll enjoy this. This is a little different. It's a discussion uh, more than it is just just, uh, Adam. So we talk about some interesting things, the priesthood of all believers, how we define the goodness of God when prayers aren't answered, and um, how we're guided by the Holy Spirit and how we pray for the sick. Very, very practical things. So welcome, and let's let the discussion unfold. I think what you're describing there is the priesthood of all believers. Yeah. Uh, And Ephesians 4, you know, we're about equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry. So this is such a paradigm shift for what, from what I grew up with. What I grew up with was it was a guy in a three-piece white suit with a Rolex watch and perfect hair. And he got up on stage and he did these mighty things and everybody said, wow. So the attention was on him and it wasn't an impartation of ministry and empowering to the people so that they can carry on doing it. We were always you know, there was the guy that did it, and then there was everybody else. But what you're describing is modeling something and then watching it take place and then, and then reminding them that they have the authority in, in, un, under the Lord, under the Holy Spirit. They have the authority to go and do these things themselves. And I think that's where the, that's where the, uh, the value is. Yeah. We see that, that we can as- reproduce that. And yeah, we see, we see that pattern in the New Testament. You know, the apostles were the ones that started doing the miracles, but then there was 70 that went out and did miracles. And then once you had the day of Pentecost and the church starts to grow, you have, you know, Philip and, and uh, Stephen and the other uh, uh, deacons, basically, that are out there serving the people. Suddenly they're doing miracles and signs and wonders and some astounding things that happened with Philip and other Stephen, just amazing. So it's, that's very encouraging. And I, I hope everybody who's listening to this today realizes that, like Mark said, this is one of the things that our goal of writing the book is that we will see uh, more and more people start to move in the supernatural because it's, it's a gift of every, you know, it's to all of us. And in fact, the more that, that happens, people realize it's not about an individual, but it's really about Christ working through every life. Amen. And, and Adam, that's, that's why Bob and I wrote the book. It's a primer to take, to take a regular person into the things of the spirit and give them, I, I think of it as training wheels on a bicycle. You're going to start with some methodology that keeps the bike upright, mm-hmm. prevents you from having a bad accident, but pretty soon you're going to take those training wheels off and you're going to be riding the bike. Right. And I think you're doing the same thing. I think your ministry very much sounds like you're about training and equipping so people can have their own history with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And I think the other aspect is, yeah, it can be good to learn some methods, both scripturally and even in a practical sense. But the goal is that we're interacting with 
uh, the Holy Spirit as a person and he's guiding what's going on. So it's not just, well, I learned how to pray for someone. And now if I do the steps in the right order, they're going to receive healing. No, those, those may be tracks to run on, but ultimately you're interacting with the Holy Spirit as a person. And he knows what's going on with this other person. And you're looking for uh, the connection of how to bring that about. And so when we say, I often think of the Lord's prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that we're looking at the heavenly realm and saying in the heavenly realm, things are perfect. And we're praying. That's how Jesus modeled for the disciples to pray. And for us to pray is to pray for his kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you look at healing. One thing that is encouraging, it's kind of interesting to look at. It's still temporary, right? Because we're still going to go on to glory or unless Jesus returns, we're still going to pass away. And even Lazarus passed away a second time, right? So that that resurrection only lasted so long. And uh, in those, sometimes people are discouraged because they're like, well, maybe God doesn't love me because I haven't received my healing yet. And there are lies that the enemy can bring against, but ultimately healing is just a sign of God's goodness. So when I think yeah. of praying for someone, uh, say I'm at the grocery store and I pray for somebody that has crutches. Um do I want them to walk without pain and free of their crutches? Absolutely. But in, I want them to also walk away knowing that they're loved by God, whether or not they set those crutches down and walk away pain-free. So it's really a both and, not an either or. And uh, and so I, I want them to have that personal encounter with Jesus when I'm ministering to them. Yeah, totally. I, I think that um, a creed that I teach and I remind myself in every ministry situation is I want them to walk away better than I found them. And that may not mean physical healing. Right. It may be that, that they knew they were loved by, by someone willing, a stranger willing to come up and, and want to pray for them yeah. or, or give them a prophetic word that helps them through their difficulties or some form of comfort. Right. We always assume that the object of, of our interaction is a miracle. Maybe it's a different kind of miracle. Maybe it's, maybe it's an emotional healing or a relational healing yeah. or coming to know the Father's grace. That's a miracle. So I'm not discounting these physical miracles, but we need to have a bigger view of what it is to be loved by God. And I think sometimes we look at healing or even asking God, uh, and I say we, in a general sense, so I would say people sometimes look at it like, oh, maybe God doesn't care about that for me. And so one time my wife, Kelly and I, we ran into a girl that she went to high school with and she had a, a really good career and her health had gotten really poor to where she had to work two part-time jobs because she wasn't able to keep up with the demands of her previous job. And I asked her, would you mind if we prayed for you? And she was like, oh no, I'm fine. You don't need to pray for me. And I've often thought back to that interaction because we look at prayer like, oh, well, other people have it worse than me. Sometimes I say we generally, other people have it worse than I do. So I don't need you to pray for me. And I look back at that situation. I'm like, you couldn't even work your job anymore because you were in such physical uh, debilitation, but you wouldn't receive prayer from someone. And so uh, I, I've heard the phrase before that if it matters to us, it matters to him. And so rather than looking at 
well, I don't want to bother God with that because he's probably busy with so many other people that, (laughs) you know, they're being treated for a, a terminal illness or whatever it is. And rather just saying what we don't have to look at God just as a deity, but when we look at him as a loving father that cares for his children and we have that view that he cares for us. And when we ask for bread, he's not going to give us a stone that he, he actually wants to interact with us in a personal way and show us that love. Like the, the dividing line that used to be there between God and man has been torn and Jesus has made a way for us to uh, be in relationship with God. And he's restoring that, not just, I've said it before, eternal life doesn't start when, when we die and go into glory. Eternal life starts on the day that we say yes to Jesus. And, and we're living and, from eternity in and, from that point. And that's, and that's because eternal life is a relationship. That's right. And Jesus in John 17, you know, and, and this is eternal life, that you will know God and you will know the one he sent. Yeah. He doesn't say this is eternal life. Okay, there's going to be this kind of road and this kind of you know, roads with gold and then there's going to be houses and everything else it's a relationship and if we just keep focusing it focusing on that relationship everything else will sort itself out right you know i love the way that ended because it talked about relationship and ultimately that's what god wants with us i l- remember the scripture says that he showed his acts to israel you know god did but he showed his ways to Moses. And yeah. we can see miracles and outward signs, but there's something deeper. When you get in a relationship with God, he, t- he starts to teach you his ways. And that's about relationships. So even as we talk about the supernatural, the greatest supernatural is having a relationship with the living God. And we want to encourage all of you to do exactly that. And remember, we've got our book out there. We'd love to have you get it. You can get it online at the end of this video. You'll see where you can find that. And we just hope you'll come back next week. We're going to talk to Adam again, one final session. So thank you for joining us today and have an awesome day. And keep taking risks. You've been listening to the Reluctantly Supernatural podcast with your hosts, Mark Cowpersmith and Bob Maddox. Be sure to check out our website at www.reluctantlysupernatural.com or visit our YouTube channel, Reluctantly Supernatural, for more videos and podcasts. To get a copy of our book, Reluctantly Supernatural in an Age of Reason, you can purchase it at Amazon.com or order it directly from us at our website, www.reluctantlysupernatural.com.